everyone, welcome back to Garbage Film, where the vampires hang out! <laughs> the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other. We'll take our movie of the week and pair it with some of the artier or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, are entertained. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is the uh. clickety-clack of the keyboard to the fact that I fucking work! <laughs> The Waterloo to my Kitchener, Aaron is oh. here. Hi, Aaron. Wait. Yeah. I Aww. gave you the nice one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I had to do that math in my head. Uh, I think this is a maybe a, a pod first and that this episode is clearly just for me. <laughs> it's for nobody else but me. She's grown wide. She loved the intro. I'm Love assuming is what this reaction is that I'm seeing. Yes, this is very good. <laughs> You do fucking work. Thank you for putting together oh. this episode. Again, mostly just for me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. If nothing else, this podcast is just for me to entertain you. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> In case it. you yes. picked up on me saying things that I think is neat and then Aaron reacting to them. That's... <laughs> How are you, Nick? I'm good. I am overflowing with civic pride today. <laughs> Which is a weird feeling for Canadians because we don't Big normally. Time. Yes. Yeah. We're weird about it. Speaking of getting the work done, speaking of edutaining, and speaking of civic pride, we're here this week to talk about what I think is like for both of us near the tops of our favorite movies so far this year. Yeah, I it think so. It's a little Canadian gem called Blackberry. Ever heard of it? Yeah, what can I do for you? Okay, picture a cell phone and an email machine all in one thing. There is a free wireless internet signal all across North America and nobody has figured out how to use it. It's like the force. Sorry, have you seen Star Wars? No. That guy is sketchy. I don't think he's sketchy. The guy's a shark. I know how to market it, and I know who we can sell it to. But I want 50% of the company, and I've got to be CEO. I don't know who you think you are, but deal. Are you joking? We are in a race to get this thing to market, and we are a year behind. I need a prototype. I'll do it perfectly, or I, I don't do it. Mike, are you familiar with the saying, perfect is the enemy of good? Well, good enough is the enemy of humanity. What do you call it? It's called a Blackberry. Huh. Try typing with your thumbs. Get this baby in the hands of every Fortune 500 executive you can find. We call them Crackberries. Well, maybe not so little. I don't, I don't really know the scope of... I feel like everybody that saw it really liked it. But I don't know how many people saw it. For a Canadian movie, pretty big, I'd yeah. say. But, uh, <laughs> big yeah. in Canada, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. So it's from this very year, and you probably... This is where I'm like, everybody knows where a, what a Blackberry is. No, they don't, Nick. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not anymore, Take yeah. Take us through it, Nick. Blackberry was the, the first smartphone. Uh, they were the inventors of smartphone tech that I'm currently reading this off of. A different kind of smartphone. Yeah, a very bad feeling to like watch this movie and then take out your iPhone or your whatever and review the movie on it. So the story of Blackberry the movie is just like a chunk of time from the history of Blackberry where we see two mismatched entrepreneurs, egghead inventor Mike Lazaridis and cutthroat businessman Jim Balsillie. They joined forces in an endeavor that was to become a worldwide hit in a little more than a decade. 
the story of the meteoric rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone. Ba-ba-ba. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, you can say what you want about how accurate the characters are in this, but the actual plot of what occurs, pretty bang on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A wild little story full of all your human, your favorite human things, uh, ego, pride, um, <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> and some of your favorite humans, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very like it's a it's it's weird that it's so by the numbers because it is so accurate to real life where mm. it's like this is just actually it fits the formula so perfectly, yeah, I know. which is crazy because all of it happened. Yeah. There's no like you know, there's there's some rearranging the personalities and thing I, things I think for the movie, but, but yeah. otherwise that's it's just like going to the Wikipedia page. Like you're gonna get the same result reading the the plot synopsis as the Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah people who love to read Wikipedia and be like, I want to see that presented on screen. This it, is for you. This is for you. And it, it is more fun than it sounds. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, very. It's a mockumentary style kind of thing. I've never seen Succession, but people keep saying the camera work is like Succession, where it's got that very like it'll kind of do a little zoom on people in a moment of like what the fuck is happening. Or See, whatever. I haven't watched a lot of mockumentary stuff, so in my mind, it's just The Office. Like I'm just watching The sure, Office. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without the talking heads, that's pretty much it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, mockumentary without talking heads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is directed by local boy, local to Toronto-born, Matt Johnson. Holla. Uh, yeah. Who, you don't know Matt Johnson before this, right? This is a, uh, he is a new... No, I mean, I had heard of Nirvana, the band, the show, and that's about yeah. it. Because Nirvana, the band, the show is what I know him from. And if you don't know what I'm saying, if those are just like a combination of words, <laughs> uh, I invite you to visit our friend YouTube and... Uh, type those words into it. <laughs> type those words and see what happens. Um, but I just want... I just want to talk about what Nirvana the band the show is, because I don't think sure. you know what it is really. No, I don't. Yeah. Very important. Nirvana is spelled N-I-R-V-A-N-N-A. Okay. Nirvana the band the show. For but, copyright reasons? Or? Yep. Okay. <laughs> that is a plot point in the <laughs> series, I believe. Got it. Uh, two hapless, lifelong best friends and roommates engage in a series of complex publicity stunts around their home city of Toronto in the hopes of landing a gig at the Rivoli, which is actually just down the street from us. Despite the fact that they have never actually written or recorded a single song, nor taken any other steps to get their band ready. <laughs> Great, okay. <laughs> so the way that I have described this to people in the past is it's uh, really dead-brained Flight of the Concords. <laughs> okay. Like slacker Flight of the Concords. That's what right, okay, all right. Less less charming and more slacker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically the setup is an excuse to do little sketches with each other and it's... Yeah, so is this an actual like this is is this a Kenny and Spenny style thing where they're actually doing the pranks or the whatever little little stunts they do or is the show are they writing themselves doing these things and not actually doing them? I believe it's the second. Okay. But I, right. I can't be sure, to be honest. I don't honestly remember. And this is the thing, like, Matt Johnson just likes mockumentary style, and I think everything he's done is okay. done that way. <laughs> like, Nirvana the Band, the show, is shot like a low-budget version of Black Bear. Right, sure. So it is very hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> can't quite be sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's Nirvana the Band, the show. Charming. Minutes of entertainment await you. There's like three seasons or something like that. <laughs> okay. So there's, there's a good amount of stuff out there to Cram watch. Cram it in your brain hole. Yeah. But uh, Matt Johnson, why did he want to do Blackberry, you ask me? Nick, why did he want to do Blackberry, Matt Johnson? All those rehearsals paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it. Quote from Matt Johnson. For us as kind of patriots, we thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to really try to plant a flag on the invention of the smartphone for this country? 
make a film that's broad enough and accessible enough that Americans and people around the world can see it and be like, oh, wow, I can't believe the Canadians did something. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, actually pretty much my reaction as a Canadian. (laughs) Because... Let's wrap, Aaron. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but he's turning around the chair. He's sitting on it backwards. Uh, we'll talk about this later. I spent a good amount of time in most of where this yes, right. you're movie a, was shot. You're a denizen of yep. uh, Kitchener-Waterloo. I believe my review of Blackberry was, it's neat to see what was going on as I was playing through Medical Solid for the 50th time <laughs> around the corner from where this took place. Um, did you know that Canada invented the smartphone? I, I, honest to God, I did not. Yeah. No. It's one of those things that you're just like... Huh. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Here's my extremely broad take on it. Mm. We weren't going to space in the same way, so our resources weren't being used on that. Mm. But we have a shit ton of natural resources. Oh, yeah. And so there's a lot of, like, mining and stuff in the southwestern Ontario, where this takes place. Uh, so you, you just you use parts for other things. Like, you know, the economy's yeah. got to find something else to, like, arrange itself <laughs> around. So that's, I assume, we were bound to invent a technological something Yeah. at some point. Because before this, like, the only thing I had in my mind, you mentioned space, is the Canadarm. Yes! The Canadarm. My, my, one of my grandma's brothers works on the Canadarm. He's, like, one of the engineers that designed uh, it. It's a, for those that don't know about Canadarm, it's a space arm. It's actually pretty much what it sounds like. (laughs) It's an arm that like does stuff on the outside of the space station. So you don't have to go on spacewalks, which personally I would love to go on a spacewalk. So yeah, that Canadarm is taking our jobs. jobs. (laughs) Good Canadian or wait. uh, I got arms. I'm conflicted. He's mine. (laughs) Can they go in space? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I figure we were bound to... Yeah, there, there you go. We, we, did, we did something adjacent to the space race. That's cute of us. Yeah, this was our little thing that we were doing. Hey. Just like, don't notice us. We're just... Yeah. We're just here to help. <laughs> we want you to make sure you can get your emails. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's very, like, this happens to be, and I'm sure this is all inventions ever, but mm-hmm. it's so funny how perfectly just this guy's brain happened to exist at the exact time where the conditions yeah. were possible to invent the smartphone, but nobody had done it yet. Yeah, because you, you look at what a smartphone is, and they kind of explain it a bit in, in one of the early board meetings, and it... What he's describing, all of the technology already exists. Yeah. It's just a, like, a way you to just, package it pretty Yeah, much. you just yeah. have to think of it a certain way. Yeah. And honestly, I found this movie really helpful for, like, it's not so reductive that you just roll your eyes and get stupid. Like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't dumb anything down for no. you, yeah. but there are meetings where he has to go in and pitch this technology and explain it to people who are just marketing guys, right? Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed the technological, like, I get it. I get what they're doing. I don't know how, and I don't know how you would start thinking about it that way. Yeah. But yeah, it's very like, come along with me on this journey of discovery. Well, it's funny, like, the, we're kind of discussing there's a board meeting fairly early on where, where they pitch it initially and the BlackBerry to gets AT&T, made. I think? Uh, Verizon. Oh, okay. Yeah. But other than that scene and, like, references to stuff later on, that like, Matt Johnson said they chose to make zero narrative time or as little narrative time as possible actually spent on talking about technology sure just like their way around like we'll make this a tech movie and the way you can tell is just that there's just tech shit everywhere yeah Uh, (laughs) it's just that everything is messy yeah (laughs) you can tell it's a tech movie because there's a motherboard in that scene or in this montage he's soldering something yeah no yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) speaking of writing this was written by Matt Johnson and Matthew Miller, who is one of Matt Johnson's main writing guys. Mm. And one of the things, like, they're the guys who wrote the screenplay, but there's, like, 
40 writers or something like that. It's oh, okay. everybody that worked on this movie wrote this movie. Like that's one of those sure. things. Uh, but a thing that I think is super cool. And there's a really cool feature of this on the physical media of the Blu-ray. Hooray for it. Um, the way that they set this movie up, because Matt Johnson is used to low budget stuff. He's getting, this is his first, not his first big budget thing, but certainly the biggest budget he's ever had. Sure. He basically shot the entire movie in animatics before going on to actually shoot the movie. Okay. So what this was, was uh, Jay McCarroll, who we'll talk about a little bit, is like uh, an everyman artist. He made little animatics that's basically like showing the setup of a shot and then changing the facial expressions on people to be like, and then he... Like in a little digital setup? Uh, yeah, like, they're just drawing on tablets, but it's all oh, stick okay. figures. Okay. And it's just to, like, show shot setups and lengths of shot and, okay. like, what what the reactions they're expecting are and all that. Matt Johnson and Jay McCarroll then recorded 100% of the dialogue. Oh, boy. Matched it to the animatics, so it's, like, an animated movie now. Okay. They then brought it to the cinematographer to be like, what makes sense here? What needs to be cut? And the cinematographer was like, okay, these shots don't make any sense. I'd prefer to do something like this in this spot. So, like, it's just animated storyboarding, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, but then the final thing that I think is really cool. So the cinematographer built out like, oh, if you want to make it mockumentary, make this a like, you have just like a static shot here of this guy reacting, make it like a push zoom and that'll be a laugh. Like, right. Um, <laughs> and that, it is. And it is. Boy, is it. So they use that to plan out effectively the entire timing of the whole movie. Sure. And then they showed that movie to everyone they could to be like, what works, what doesn't. And that was their like the way that they wrote the movie. Oh, okay. So they said that they cut like entire plot lines, entire characters, entire scenes, and they just kept refining the animatic till eventually the animatic is what is the movie. You could just watch the yeah. They the did animatic so, as on the, the disc. They do some side by side and like they shot the movie, not reference, not like having the animatic with sure. them. But if you do them side by side, they just roll at the exact same pace, all the exact same motions, and like the timing thing is very yeah. interesting to me because I feel like that's what makes it. That's what sells the comedy in a lot of this. Oh, like yeah. it's not. It, it, they're not wisecracking, you know? It is the, like, little pauses where someone is trying to process information that are very funny. Yes. And the facial expressions and, yeah, the classic little tiny push zoom. <laughs> Just gold, gold throughout, so. You spectacular tiny push zooms. <laughs> I can see that really being the, like, we have to nail this. It's not the writing so much. It's the, it's the timing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think that that's a... This might be one of those things that a lot of people do, but I've not seen it gone into such detail as they did on... I don't think we've talked about, you know, a movie on the pod yet that does this. This is new to me. Yeah, I cool. think it's a very cool way to do it. Makes sense. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, it was a good way. That, as a writing tool, it was a lot of like, you know, you you play something for somebody and you're like looking to see their reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and he said the amount of things that jokes that just fell 100% flat because they're just jokes between the two of them as they're writing and trying to make each other laugh yeah (laughs) you got to be honest with yourself about uh whether or not you are inherently funny yep Mm -hmm. uh and this is this ultimately made sense to me this is like a heavily researched movie like it's wild how much research goes into this but it's based on a non-fiction book losing the signal the untold story behind the extraordinary rise and spectacular fall of blackberry by jackie mcnish and sean silkoff which is like a heavily researched book. So like sure. it's building off of that, which I think is, it's got that nice good source under. material. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned cinematography. I just want to, again, a thing that I think is neat. So I don't love mockumentary style things to me. I find no? them just, there's too much camera motion. I'm just like, no, just, just sit still. Eh, but it, okay. This is one of those things like, if it's done well, yes, I can look past it. Yeah. But what they, what they're like 
ethos with it was is it's like you're catching glimpses of meetings that you're not supposed to be in. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's why it's so far out. And I thought it was really interesting to some of the actors. So here's a quote from Jay Baruchel, who found this to be the hardest thing he's ever shot. Oh, boy. Quote, it all reads relatively easy because it's all just guys standing and talking, but it's fucked. And the way they shoot is crazy, right? Like, the cameras are always on the other side of the room. We never knew where they were. And they're shooting on these big fuck-off National Geographic lenses. <laughs> so we just didn't know. National Geographic. <laughs> I'm hearing this in his voice. He, he's so funny because he just swears constantly. Yeah, it's big fuck-off National Geolin. Delightful. But you can tell from how it's shot, they, the cameras are like... A hundred feet away, and they're just hyper-zoomed in. Yeah, yeah. It's very, like, through two panes of glass, like, across a, like, a hangar, and then a hallway, and then into an office, yeah. And, like, Glenn were talking about hello, how it just felt like everything was a rehearsal then, and the amount of, like, times they were making each other laugh, because, like, oh, there's no cameras. (laughs) It's like, fuck, you're ruining it. (laughs) Guys! <laughs> Amazing stuff. And it's cool. The cameras have this little um, air cushion that they sit on, which is why the motion is so, like, wobbly. It looks okay. handheld, but they're all, like, he says big fuck off National Geographic cameras. They're, like, five feet long and, like, hundreds of pounds. <laughs> okay. The reason it has that handheld look to it, like, when something zooms and then yeah. there's, like, a stuttering, they're on, like, a foot high air cushions. Literal that just cushions? Kind of, okay. Like, react to the camera motion. It looks super oh. cool neat i love the idea of the national geographic thing of like you are observing the animal in its natural state yeah that's what they wanted it to be of like it's all this behind closed doors yeah yeah it does feel a little bit like i don't know if you work at a a big enough company like Mm. a mid-size enough company you can't really like you do get little glimpses of one of the c-suite being like really pissed about something that day (laughs) and like there's not really enough room to hide that that's going on yeah it feels like that very cute But let's talk about the reason we're all here, starring Glenn Howerton. Yes! And Jay Baruchel. And Jay Baruchel. In equal measure, to me, personally. I do agree with that. Yes. Do you think Glenn Howerton felt weird being the only American? He did. <laughs> awesome. Um, it's our time. No, just kidding. They're talking about how, like, all the press around this, there's lots of funny press of, of people asking Glenn Howard and stuff about, like, so what did you know going into this? And he's like, I knew nothing. This was all a huge surprise to me. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt Johnson wanted to, like, give him Canadian uh, proficiency tests. <laughs> awesome. Okay. To be Great. like, do you know the setup of our government? Do you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So the thing that, as an immigrant, you have to know better than the people who yep. lived here as the, when they were born. Yep. Got it. So I think that that's funny. I like that a lot. This is a thing that hadn't really occurred to me because I'm so used to seeing Howerton because, like, we've seen most of Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, this is his first, like, starring film role he's ever done, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. I heard some, like, there was some talk of it in that light where it was like, he really should do more stuff. Yeah. Like, he's great. He's incredibly just, like, naturally funny. Yes. And he's just got so much of this energy that, like... Like, it's like, just so good on film. The perfect example to me is how terrifyingly he watches hockey in this. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I don't want to speculate about, like, a real guy, but the way he plays it is that he, uh, like, Balsley almost certainly just gets absolutely coked out of his mind and then just stares unblinkingly <laughs> at, at his television screen watching the Leafs, like, yeah. all night, right? Like, like he, he definitely... Is not well. <laughs> his brain is bumper carring off his yeah. skull inside. So, like, just to it's mention, so scary. Just to mention briefly, the real Jim Balsley uh, has seen this movie. Yeah. Uh, he told Glenn Howerton 
at the premiere of the movie mm. that this is the only movie he's seen more than once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. And he didn't know what to think of the performance when he mm. saw it the first time, but then he saw it with, like, a crowd that was reacting well, and he's like, oh, they love me. Oh, okay, it's good. <laughs> oh, it's good again. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, sure thing, bud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they do. They love Glenn Harrington. Um, well, who doesn't? I agree, yeah. So I just want to, like, rattle off some things here. Uh, he hates Blackberries and he hates smartphones. This is Howerton. Not okay. Um, <laughs> quote, everything that everybody loved about Blackberry was the thing that I did not want, which is to basically be available at all times for email. That was my personal nightmare. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's right to say He's it. He's right to say it. No, that's true. There's, if I may get incredibly pretentious for a moment, Please an do. Italian philosopher called uh, Umberto Eco. He, Echo? Oh, yeah. Echo. Okay. Um, there's a couple, like, In the Name of the Rose is a movie based on his book. Yeah, so it's really has... into movies, so we're legally allowed to talk about it. Is that why <laughs> yes, you I it? found a way in, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has an essay about how, you know, yeah, the rise of, like, he's a bit of an old crank type of guy, but he's right, where it's like, technology is just making people people's lives worse instead of better like specifically yep. being available at all times like you're not it's changed too fast and now you're available at all times and we did not give ourselves enough time to like adjust to that it was just boom you're available constantly yeah like look what it did to mike lazaritas through the course of this movie like that's <laughs> yeah by the end of the movie he has a wedding ring on so presumably like he, he has ha a wedding ring wrong at the start of the movie oh does he yeah. i didn't know that okay yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's just a very, like, you can see this just absolutely consume Mike. Mm -hmm. Like, and not, not even in just the way of, like, he's, he's, like, inventing. It's, it's his whole, it's all he can think about because he's terrified of, like, fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree with Glenn Harrington. That is correct. Uh, he is right to say it. He loves playing narcissists. He thinks of it as he's the bowling ball knocking over all the pins. That's how he approaches <laughs> it, which I think is very funny. Yeah. He fair. actually shaved his head for this. This is That's oh, like yeah? his shaved head. Okay, because I was looking and I was like, that's a great ball cap. What is no. going on there? Okay. He shaved his head and then had like an identity crisis because he's like, oh no, my hair. <laughs> my like, beautiful hair. His nickname in high school was apparently Curls because oh. of how beautiful his head of hair was. So it was a real like adjustment for him. Um, that's that's method, man. And there's one anecdote that I love that came up in a bunch of the press for this movie of like Matt Johnson is a very, you know, as we'll talk about more, he's just like such a collaborative guy and sure. everybody that worked on this movie is like the same people that worked on his previous movies, the same people that worked on Nirvana the band the show. Sure. So it's all the same people. They're all having fun with this is the first time that they've got like huge stars coming in. Sure. So he, Matt Johnson, was very concerned. Okay, I just want to make sure everybody's having fun and, like, gets the vibe of it. Yeah. Uh, and he said he, there was this problem with Howerton, where Baruchel came in to say, like, it's that Howerton was taking everything really seriously. Like, he's a serious actor. He's, like, a Juilliard-trained actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. So he's taking the, the work very seriously, but everybody else is goofing around. So Baruchel's, like, he's, like, in the one position where he's seeing, like, Howerton's having fun, but uh, nobody else sees him smile ever like right. that sort of thing um but so matt johnson is like oh he's not having any fun i want him to like enjoy himself so they're like two-thirds of the way through the shoot and there's like a pause for something and matt johnson brings houghton aside and houghton's like when he's acting he's like he's in balsley mode he's a quiet psychopath at okay. all times okay and matt johnson says to him like i just want to check in like we're we're into the shoot i feel like you're having fun but i just want to make sure are you are you, are you having fun and houghton like very always sunny shark eyes staring at him. He goes, Matt, I'm having the time of my life. 
It's just... <laughs> I would be afraid I was about to die. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> Howard talks about, like, when they, like, wrap the movie yeah. and he this huge smile comes over his face. He's like, oh, I didn't realize I was carrying that load the whole time. Matt Johnson's talking to Madford. He's like, I didn't know if you were serious then even. I wouldn't know how to take that. As like, what the fuck do you think, you idiot? You fucking goof. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, Oh my God. I can see I made you a little sweaty. This is so uncomfortable. The idea of approaching, like, someone I'm responsible for and being like, are you having fun? And them just being like, just giving an absolutely impenetrable <laughs> answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would just quit. I would just quit the job. Yep. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, but we also mentioned Jay Baruchel is here. What, what? Uh, performing the best cinematic hiccup in history. There was a little hiccup in my word there. <laughs> cinematic hiccup. Yes, it's just the funniest. <laughs> it's so good. It's the perfect, again, this timing, just the perfect, like, not even tension break, but just just a way to, like, put a button on that scene is so funny. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So, uh, yeah. Baruchel likes to tout, tout that he was a BlackBerry exclusive user from 2004 to 2021. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that, make, what, making this movie is what stopped him using a BlackBerry. <laughs> oh, yeah, because this Jake. movie was five years in the making, so he was yeah. still using a BlackBerry <laughs> when they were putting this together. Oh, God. Okay, is, wait, is BlackBerry even still around yep. as a company? Yep. It, BlackBerry? Uh, not, not BlackBerry. Research in Motion. Motion is, BlackBerry yeah. is, like, the product line of yeah, Research in yeah. Motion. Okay, all right. But Research in Motion does, like, cybersecurity and stuff now. Oh, okay. Which, oh, fair, fair. Yeah, when yeah. you look at this movie and, like, BBMing and stuff. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's um, so cute yeah <laughs> it's right. very canadian to be like well my thing works so i'm just gonna hang on to it for a little while yeah. like, oh yeah I <laughs> and was would that you man. like to yeah would you care to say <laughs> what year you eventually transitioned out of your blackberry i think 2016 <laughs> oh god that's right i used the same <sighs> i hand me down blackberry like it was mm-hmm. first generation blackberry i used from 2007 to 2016 yep and I mean, it, it worked. worked. Yeah, <laughs> you can't argue with that. I was the crotchety old man in this, like, oh, I need the clacking of the keyboard. I agree with that, though. Yeah. I feel like too many things are moving towards, like, digital screens, and it's just not good for, like, your brain and the yeah. tactile experience. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no, am I a crank? Uh, oh, no. I think we're both cr- cranks. Yeah. I think we're cranks, but we're not crackbots. There, I am not a crackbot. <laughs> I just have like a bunch of stuff about Baruchel here that are just to blow through. Please, yeah, let's. Right. Not not enough is said about Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel is great. He he really. This is the first thing he's done with Matt Johnson, but he's very into the vibe. They both like treat this movie as a love letter to the '90s. Like all the props sure. and toys and stuff in this are just Matt Johnson's and Jay Baruchel's. <laughs> and Perfect. Baruchel is like slightly older than me, I think, and Matt Johnson likewise, but like I grew up in the same neighborhoods as these guys grown up, and yeah. they, it's perfect. Exactly right. This is the best. Every, all of Southern Ontario is a parking lot. They did yeah. that perfectly. Yeah, you never don't see a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. This Southern Ontario, baby. Little, yeah. <laughs> Strip mall parking lot arrangement of like there's a shopper's, and then there's a mystery doctor, and then there's a Tim's. <laughs> And, and then, then a business. A, a shutdown factory. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, they shot a lot of this in Hamilton because there's a lot of open warehouse spaces. Sure. Baruchel describes Matt Johnson as like a mini Kubrick who knows he's being a perfectionist psychopath, uh, but will still do it. Okay. Um, 
Johnson like re-edited the movie after every premiere because he saw things he wanted to like fix. Oh god! And just talking about it, it's like stuff you would never notice. It's like a hair of a second off of this, and like so. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, Still insane. <laughs> yes. Quote from Baruchel about just the work, his his way of working. The quote sometimes on like hour twelve of a day as an actor, and you've got a wig or a fucking shaved head, and it's forty degrees Celsius in a steel facility in Hamilton. You're like, buddy, like fuck off. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, I love that. That's cute. Um, and uh, <laughs> this movie, like I said, took five years to make. And Baruchel talks a lot about the Canadiana of it okay. uh, coming through. And people asked him a lot in the press of like, are you worried anybody's going to like snake the script out? You know how Hollywood will do like, oh, The Illusionist and... Uh, uh, <gasps> The other one, the prestige, like <laughs> the other one, the Morpheus. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, I, I, I was gonna say, did you mean to say the prestige? Right, right. I forgot. Gremlins and ghoulies. Yeah, this yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. Sure. Uh, quote from Baruchel. Quote: They might have been because most of the story happened in fucking Kitchener Waterloo. I didn't assume that anybody was on our trail. I thought we had some time. Yeah, I thought we had some time. <laughs> I just want to talk like Jay Baruchel. He's so he's so just like. Like, nasally and self-deprecating yeah. all the time. He's so funny, though. He used to host, um, he was, like, the kid host of, like, Popular Mechanics, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Alicia, and we're here at the Montreal Biodome. There are about 6,000 animals here, all living under one roof. County Alicia, 6,001. Yeah, so he's been on TV forever, but he's just real, like, oh, hey. Like, yeah. he's just not really a... An, a big personality, but he's so funny. As so a distinct, too. Yes. He's yeah. just been a constant through my life for yeah. whatever reason. And maybe that's all All Canadians have yeah. a Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then we have Matt Johnson in front of the camera, too. And I just wanted to have his description of playing Doug and being the director. Quote, because Doug is the lowest status person and is not anxious about getting things done, it was so different than how I had to be in real life, which was a very action-oriented, anal-retentive, almost humorless person. So he's, t- he's just talking about, like, having to get in and out of Doug was really hard to do while he's trying to tell people what to do. Yeah, where he's like, guys, we are on a fucking schedule, and then just be like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I have a mullet. <laughs> uh, and then I love the all the supporting cast, and this is fantastic. Rich Summer is yes. there. Uh, Michael Ironside, our big Canadian boy. Uh, he's just he's just like a bouncer in this. It's great. Yeah, he's a real like enforcer. I think that is literally yeah. like he's the COO, you know, quote unquote. But he really is just the bully. He's yeah. the sanctioned bully of this of this outfit. That's I mean that's how you get stuff done as an operations uh, officer. I guess so. Uh, you got Martin Donovan, Michelle Giroux, Sungwon Cho is who I think of when you're talking about the little push zooms. Yes. There's just a powerful stillness <laughs> to Cho that is so funny. He could just stare blankly at me and it'd I'd make my day. Yeah. Laugh my ass off. I'd it. crack up. Uh, you got Mark Critch, Saul Rubinick, and of course, Carrie Elwes is just <laughs> so funny. So I watched funny. the blooper reel to this and it's just like he plays Carl Yankowski who's the inventor of the Palm Pilot yeah. and he's just got this like weird jolliness but like like complete empty-headed like brain dead joviality yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah and he's just like cackling to himself just chortling and Baruchel and Howerton cannot keep it together you some can of... see Baruchel just like staring at the floor trying not to <laughs> let the camera see him some of the scenes that are in the final movie you can see them starting to crack as the camera cuts away and I think that one where like Yankowski catches him looking down 
I don't think that's in the script. I think yeah, there's literally maybe. Baruchel's trying to hide his laughing face, yeah. and Carrie, like, got his ass. For all that this movie has 40 writers, I have to assume a lot of it is, like, is, is there no improv in it at all? Uh, all improv. Oh, okay. No, not all improv, sorry. <laughs> Anything that was, like, unique or fun, they're just like, keep it, great. Keep it, sure, sure. Okay. Um, but, of course, Bar- like, this is one of those things I wish Elvis was in it more, almost, I know, yeah. But it, perfect amount of flavor just yeah. like pop in with it. Mm. especially when you realize the phone calls toward the beginning are with carrie elvis when you realize yes. that that's him is just like that was his voice <laughs> what the fuck his american voice that he's doing in mission impossible yeah <laughs> so cracks me up he, he's this very like it's a very canadian movie in the sense that you have this american fucking clown oh, coming yeah. in and like trying to aggressively to like not even being smooth enough to not say the words hostile takeover you know like he's trying to jovially bully you into selling the company like, and just what like is, what is that accent that he has uh... <laughs> i don't know he's laughing too much at the time for me to get a beat on like He's so funny. He's so funny. Like, Matt Johnson says he's really, like, it's amazing that they got Carrie Elvis for this. Elvis, like, read the script and was like, I want to do this movie. Yeah, That's yeah. where it came from, which is, I, bet, I yeah. love it. But he's glad that Elvis wasn't in more of it because it took them so long to shoot his scenes because everyone was laughing to her. <laughs> yes. I bet. <laughs> Darling. Yeah. Yep. And just to wrap up on Carl Jankowski, quote from Baruchel, one of history's greatest monsters. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Buddy, you were in a movie about Jim Balsley. What a... <laughs> oh, uh, don't look into Karl Jankowski if you don't want your day ruined. Uh-oh. He's okay. the worst. Okay. Noted. Moving right along. Yeah, da, 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 da. Uh, music by Jay McCarroll, who is also a writer and also a producer uh, of this movie. He also did the soundtrack to another CanCon favorite of mine, Kid Detective. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And if I may, his band also does the theme song for Baroness Von Sketch Show. Yeah, One it, of it our does. favorite improv comedy Brave Shores, a great synth pop band. A lot of electronic music used in this. And this yes. is something like I read this before we rewatched and like, oh yeah, every single music cue that Merrick Carroll wrote was he used just the startup modem sound as the basis for it. Oh. So you can hear <laughs> the do-do-do-do-do in yeah. virtually every thing of music that happens. Oh, uh, no way. Oh, I gotta, I gotta rewatch Blackberry and just go back and uh, <laughs> we just for the fourth watching. time in like, yeah, two months. <laughs> Aaron loves this movie. I love this movie. I love it. Uh, so, That's really funny. Yeah, just really took a long time going through our cast because we love them. But like, feel like what it's... the hell happens in this movie? <laughs> it is. I'm. I'm not. It's so paint by numbers that it's almost yeah. like it's it's comical. Yeah, it's it's so funny. This is the way it actually happened because it is really like two unlikely business partners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They each kind of like, you know, they work their way into sync with each other. It doesn't, yeah. they don't have like instant chemistry necessarily. The actors, I feel like, really do. Oh, big time. Yeah. Because yeah, you can almost see this, like, the, the heart of it to me is this very, like, Balsley is so shark eyes, <laughs> but he, I think he genuinely is impressed with, like, Lazaridis's brain like yeah, and, no, and his so. creativity and his like just you know genius essentially one of the things i love about Harrington's performance in this is that he is the bowling ball he is running through yes. everybody yeah except there's like maybe four or five points in this movie that mike says or does something that he just like 
He just allows. He allows, or he has like a brief double take, or yeah. he is just quiet, and it's the only times he's quiet in the movie. Yeah, he he doesn't always bowl over. Yeah, Lazaridis. Because I think it is one of those things of like, oh, I met a, another smart person. Like I think Balsley yeah. is very high in his own supply. Yes, for sure. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think he's well aware that like he's he's not gonna. He's not going to sell this phone on his own. There's yeah. no way to like advance without Lazarus. And there's that's that's like a little bit of a calculating thing for sure. But I, I think he is, you know, ego. He can put it aside to to need Lazarus. You know? Yeah, momentarily, yeah. only to pick it up afterward. But there is sure. something about like having the push of the other person who you like grudgingly respect. Yeah, if, if grudgingly. But I do think that um, to go back to what you said, that they get in sync. I think that it is just, speaking of hostile takeovers, it's not that my, oh, our cat is uh, exploring a tower of Found cardboard. Found a box. Uh, <laughs> it's not that Lazaridis is like, or it's not that Balsley is meeting Lazaridis on anything. I think it's just that hostile takeover of Balsley's personality consuming. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like they would still be languishing in a parking lot and, you mm-hmm. know, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's very like it's it's that just perfect moment in time, right? It's it's not mm. only like the Lazarus like realizing what needed to be done to invent this, but like then meeting Balsley and mm. like those two working together is the only reason apparently that <laughs> that uh, that it went as far as it did. Yeah, it, it just was like those that was the perfect amount of hostile takeover to apply to this guy to get him to like push his own limits. Yeah, you know. But I can see the like. Talking about the the perfect timing of the time periods this takes place, like I can see the you can almost see the screenplay in your mind where you're like, okay, first act nineteen ninety six, second yes, act yeah. two thousand three, third act two thousand seven. But each of them is that like that yeah. first act is Balsley taking over research in motion. That second one is Yankowski almost taking them over. But it is the threat of being taken over that makes the other side like rise. Yeah, is this like? Who's going to outmaneuver, yeah. like, you you know, whoever's been established as, like, the little hero of that act, can they outmaneuver the threat that, that comes at them? Yeah. Like, yeah. some little touches that I like right off the top, like, that opening credits montage and the, the, <laughs> so opening, the opening of the guy being like, technology will mean that your work comes to you. When that time comes, the whole world will have shrunk to a point. And the traditional role of the city as a meeting place for a man would have ceased to make any sense. In fact, men will no longer commute. They will communicate. What is his, like, men will no longer commute. They will communicate. And you can see him, like, pushing up his little glasses (laughs) at the time. Throughout that little line. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Wish I knew who that was, but yes. We'll never know. Yep, there's Uh, no way to find anything out. (laughs) Ever. He says as he holds the technology that Mike Lazaridis invented. That's going on. I love that opening. I love that... One of the first shots of Mike is in a car overtaking a horse and carriage. Yes. It's so funny to me. That's very funny. It seems, this is one of those things. It seems like, why is there a horse and buggy there that is oh, clearly yeah. like, what a shoehorn in? No. no. If you're in Kitchener, you're seeing horses and buggies everywhere. There are so many Amish communities in yeah. the area. It's... Technically Mennonites. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Mennonites, How would they hear yes. this? I don't to... <laughs> Wait a minute. We can say whatever the fuck we want. If... No. They're lovely. They're lovely people. Make good furniture. Great furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're that's like Mennonite central of the country. I think. Oh yeah. 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 Like it's not the prairies. It is southwestern yeah. Ontario. Like you can't make it a few blocks without seeing that. So it is. It is in. You'll. You're gonna see. Yeah. yeah. A guy riding a horse 
through a McDonald's yeah. drive-through, like with it, a trailer full of like corn and furniture. Yeah. Like it, it's it will happen. Yeah, that's part of the Kitchener Waterloo experience. That never occurred to me that that was like too on the nose because mm. that is just what you see. That's funny. <laughs> and I mentioned that first act, especially great showing. Here's what Southern Ontario looks like. Like I think I lived <laughs> if. If that's the strip mall where Rim is initially, I think I lived down the street from that place. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> to be fair, not a big city. <laughs> no, that's true. It, it is now, but like, it's hmm. very walkable. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's um, one way to put it. The Canadian touches you get to see Don Cherry stroking out. Oh, it is so crazy how <laughs> like pieces of his brain are clearly just flaking off. Even that early, like we yeah. think of him now as this very stuttery, like shouldn't be on the air anymore guy. He was always kind of like that, huh? Yeah, he was. Wow, can't, can't, could not put a sentence together as I struggled to get through my sentence. Embarrassing. I guess you you were both suffering from incredulity, so that's... There you go. It's allowable. <laughs> we're no worse than yeah. a Don Cherry. Oh, come now, please. <laughs> How dare you? I started, that made me feel sweaty. Yeah, like that. Uh, gross. Uh, the old Tim's boxes, the donut, the, the oh, Tim yeah. Bits boxes, the old design. Really yeah, cute. this is the type of, the, like, a classic, one thing that every Canadian loves to do if there's something that's capturing a thing that they know about is to point out, like, oh, that's where I would live yeah. down in the street. Because we get so f- little of it. Yeah, we'll take anything. This is just so equivocally, like, showing everything as it was. Like This is a very, this year, weirdly, I'm really just thinking of this and I like movies, but just <laughs> a real banner year for, like... The turn of the century in Southwest Ontario. Yeah, I know. I am finally represented in media. Oh, yeah. It's been real (laughs) tough for you, bud. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Spilled water on myself. (laughs) Keep it in. It stays. Ah, I'm sharing. No. Oh my god! Uh, and that like that that ninety six period that that mm. that's the most we see the outside world, and then they go inside yeah. to warehouses for the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what's so it, like? It's very. It's just like, hey, look how cool and stupid and like very <laughs> dumb and but like fun and charming nerd culture is like mm. there's dark sides of nerd culture where I think the first time you see a woman in the company is like fucking an hour into this movie. And it's to make a penis joke. Yep. <laughs> but it's very, like... It's a good you know, penis joke, so it's It's okay. a pretty good penis joke. Yeah, just the the idea that, like, the creativity, right? The, the creativity that actually enabled all of this technological innovation. Mm. It's, it's not STEM stuff. It's creativity. It's arts. Yeah. It's being able to just, like, bounce ideas off your friends and, like, goof around and, like, have inspiration hit you at two in the morning because you guys didn't leave the office because yeah. you're too busy, like, playing, you know, Command and Conquer or whatever. Yeah, God, those land parties that they're having. Yeah. That is straight like out of my childhood. That, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> God, you love this movie. And that's, it's a real, like, oh, okay, I'm acceptable. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Our representation does matter. It does matter. It yeah. really does matter. Yeah. Um, I, I love... think that's, like, a, a, you know, the other half of the, it's like, oh, wow, like, you know, they push each other to be better. But the other part of this movie is, like, almost a parallel pressures where it's, like, the, the you know, innovation and, like, the creativity of the nerds mm. is seen as unacceptable by capital yeah Yeah, even though that's what created the product they're so eager to sell in the first they're trying to stamp it out if you if you have a second to goof around that's wasted you just got if you want like cool innovation and interesting things you gotta be willing to pay people to sit around and have a movie night sometimes sorry you just do taking it a step further it is the and i mean hence at what might be in some of our final thoughts but like (laughs) 
business doesn't see friendly collaboration as acceptable or no. friendship as acceptable. Yeah. Like, it seems as, as unacceptable. It seems yeah. as wasted. Cut it work. out. Like, yeah. the, like, get off the fucking internet. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So funny. I think that's his first yell in the movie, and goddamn, does yeah. he Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. That get off the fucking internet, uh, him smashing the phone. Oh, my God. God. Even when he's not yelling, like, when he's on the phone with U.S. Robotics... And Doug is trying to, like, what are you doing? And he just goes... <laughs> and just, like, goes back to talking normally on the phone. <laughs> that was, He's I trying just, to grab for Doug at the same time. I need time. the viewer to know. Absolutely perfect impression Jesus did. <laughs> physical, physical impression. Thank you so much. Good space work. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, and the, the conflict over right of the bat played for laughs, but is equally like, these people don't know how to speak the same language. Like, no. have you ever seen Star Wars? Yeah. And just like, no. <laughs> no. And he just goes, okay, um, like we're going to have to recalibrate here. Get the guy who made Doom. What is Doom? Oh, my God. Have you ever played Wolfenstein? <laughs> this is such a, like, there are so many little, like, you know, allegories you can fit on top of this. But if you've ever been, like, a... An engineer or a developer trying to explain to the client. It's trying, yeah, trying to explain the system. Or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God help you. Uh, and for a while, like, the engineers do win it. They yeah. win because everyone's like, you're so smart. Go just, I trust you do your thing. And then the trust goes away. Big time. Goes then they away. start being like, no, I know better than the engineers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, at its core, it feels like communication is one of the core things here. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's not in my well. final thoughts. We're just talking it through. <laughs> yeah. So smart. Um, yeah. What else did I have for like random notes off here? Like the, uh, in case this isn't coming through, I am so happy to see other people discover Matt Johnson. Yeah. Like, I, I wish there's no easy way to see any of his uh, other movies here, which mm. is The Dirties and Operation Avalanche, I think it's called. Okay. Um, desperately want to see both. I don't know a way to find them. Uh, Distributors, hit, get yeah, on that. Hit me up if, if you know. Yeah. Like they're just prohibitively difficult to track down because Canadian movies typically are. So it's great to see, like my hope is that this... I know that this movie by no means hit it big, but it's on, like, an international stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where a lot of Canadian stuff doesn't get to that. So my hope is that this, like, rising tide and all that. Sure. So, like, I just really am fascinated by Matt Johnson's filmmaking stuff. So I just got, like, two random quotes here just to bring to you to see what you're you're thinking. Let's do it. Uh, On, like... He finds directing a pain in the ass, but he loves the creative work of it so I'm much. I'm sure, so that's... yeah. This would be exactly me, where I'm like, oh, I have all these ideas. Yeah. What? I have to sit down and do them. <laughs> I, need to, I need to communicate this to somebody else. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, quote, 95% of filmmaking is waiting and arguing, and 5% is trying to execute some kind of artistic vision. And because you've spent 95% of the time waiting and being upset, you screw up the remaining 5%. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) And as part of that, another quote, it's always the mistakes that we keep every single time. I would say there is not a scene in this film that doesn't have some kind of error in it. And that error is the most charming thing that the audience wouldn't think it was an error. Right. It's what makes it alive and interesting. So it's not that there's improv. It's just that like whatever happens to happen is the thing that you keep. Yeah. Like, apparently a lot of uh, Howerton's reactions are... Yeah, perfect example. Like, the Elvis stuff I talked about, Baruchel having to look away. Right. There's, like, a couple beats where they just stare at Elvis. That's not them <laughs> acting. That's them They're talking about an interview. Waiting they're, to they're, see what... <laughs> no, they're talking about an interview saying, like, I'm in a scene with Carrie Elvis. <laughs> he is incredible. Like, Holy I just want to, like, let him see what he's going to do. <laughs> And there's a couple of, like... Yeah, on just the, let him off the chain. Yeah, there's a couple of, like, cutting room floor things that feel like 
the direction to Elvis was like, just see how long you can draw it a laugh. <laughs> like, just like wheezing laughter from oh him in his God. stupid accent. This <laughs> 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 is the jolliest oh motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and it works. It works. It's amazing. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, what a what a treasure. Yeah, quite a treasure. That's funny. And speaking of treasures. Oh, I'm sorry. You looked like you had, you wanted to. Oh no, I was just in. thinking about Carriolas. No, no, no. No, it, it's. I feel like that's exactly the right thing. Is like you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but this movie, you know, partially funded by like Ontario Creates and like maybe Canada Council for the Arts. I don't know. Very yeah. like you know, public funding goes into this movie, among other things, for sure. But that means that you, for one thing, it kind of means that you can't just pull it and it'll disappear the same way that yeah. you know netflix those records could, are or, everywhere yes you by law it's so <laughs> annoying to fill out a fucking grant and to you know but it's it's got that charm of like a, a the algorithm that decides what netflix movies get made and then how they get made and what the script should be can't sand down those edges in the same way yeah because uh, it's it's not part of the the equation here and i feel like that is just like there's so many just lifeless netflix movies mm. or lifeless disney plus movies or whatever where it's just like i i just i don't know why you would want to make this yeah i i can see how someone might start off wanting to make this but surely this product is not what they had in mind i think it that just, i totally gets like all the personality evaporates when yeah. you, you really try and get rid of errors you just can't that's not the errors are part of it you the errors are part of it that that's a huge portion of the thing yeah. i didn't really think about beforehand but i've just been thinking about a lot after this watch is part of nirvana the band the show was a lot of satire so a lot of like maybe fair use or like what can we legally show type of thing sure and a thing that i'm kind of struck with and you're saying netflix reminds me when you think about something like stranger things other than the music, which is evocative, hmm. how much on screen do you see of like real things from that period? Not like next to none. You see next to none. It's all really? generic replacement y things. Oh. Whereas sure. in this movie, they went out of their way to be like, what can we show that is exactly from this time? Like they're right. they're showing Doom, they're showing Command and Conquer, they're showing <laughs> stuff that would be on the shelves in nineties right. Ontario. Because they, like, legally figured out a way to get around it. And I think that's why it feels so real in the documentary style. Because it yeah. is. You're not thinking about, like, getting sued. Or, like, whether someone's, you know, shareholders are going to be upset about their product appearing in a certain way. Like, the, yeah. the revenue return isn't really part of the... But I think combining that, like, here is the real world with human performance equals... Like I'm really in this space. Kind of yeah, thing. think of it yeah. as not a not a product, but just like yeah, we all just used this stuff growing up, or we just like this is the kind of car you would drive, or like I, I, yeah, <laughs> I I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. a certain tactility that just mm. does not exist anymore, which I think also very well mirrors the <laughs> replacement of buttons, which I love. I love the little clicky clacks. Yeah, clicky with clacks like are good. digital screens, just yeah. The thing I was gonna say, yours is better tactile with the buttons. I was gonna say more like tactile. Anyway, let's move on. It's uh, not even a word. <laughs> I, I'm an inventor. Speaking of inventions, <laughs> you wanted to have a little segment, I believe. Yes, I did. Okay, so listen. There's a lot of, like, Canadian stuff that you don't know is Canadian oh, yeah. out there, necessarily. Jim Carrey. 
is an example. <laughs> I think most people know that one, but like okay. Michael right. Ironside. Well, I mean, sure, there you go. <laughs> Michael Sarah. Some of our best Michaels. <laughs> Some of our, <laughs> we're exporting Michaels at a tremendous rate. Oh man, we need to work on our imports of Michaels. <laughs> we're really running dry. No, we have natural Michael resources. <laughs> All right. It's fine. And we're those good. will never run out. Ta-da! <laughs> economy solved. I've just solved Canada's economy for the next three years um yes so i would like to go over some of these because i feel like i always get a real kick out of looking at them and just going like huh Mm. again a a big ass country can't can't really tell you how big it is in comparison to most other countries not as a brag literally just there's so much of it yeah it's so varied the the literally the types of i i just don't even know like the types of food that you can grow on the west coast are different than the and the and like you know north south latitude food tastes different because it's grown in different types of soil i'm yeah. just describing geography but it really is just like <laughs> and there's <botany>. no <laughs> there's no unifying canadian experience but i feel no. like as a result a lot of different stuff got invented where you're like yeah that makes sense that that was invented there or that that was invented there <laughs> and so there's just this like crazy variety of things that come from canada so here are some of them if i may <laughs> Because this always cracks me up. And I would like, I don't know, you, we we talked about this a little bit beforehand, and I think some of them are so ripe for another movie. (laughs) We don't need to just replicate Blackberry because it did well and it's fun. That's not the point of movie making. But if you had to make a movie out of one of these things, (laughs) if if you got your grant, (laughs) and they do that, um, what would you make and who would you who, who would you have star in it? What type of like what type of movie do you want to make out of these things? How do you want to immortalize the Canadian contribution to whatever this product is? So one of my favorites is uh, Caesar's, the drink invented in Calgary. Yep, because we got our clam juice up here, baby. <laughs> the, the bar I worked at did this thing where they would put like just clam juice directly into beer. Oh, you'd think you'd think ugh, but it's, it's like kind of good. I yeah, know. I can see. I just just tried. <laughs> Caesars, um, Hawaiian pizza. That one I feel like most famously. people know about. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, all right. That, that I one, didn't know. Only recently, I'd say. Okay, it's yeah. come under fire more recently. <laughs> um, peanut butter. Yes. Canadian invention. Not to say that there weren't like peanut pastes and this sort of thing, but the like bonding agent and the taste of like what we consider peanut butter. And I think Montreal invention. It's like specifically using sugar to stabilize it properly. Was yeah. Was, something like that. So yeah. we made it more unhealthy. Yes. <laughs> Ta da! Uh, IMAX. Hell yeah. IMAX movies. Yes. Uh, we have, you know, it's in danger of being torn down because our provincial government are a bunch of fucking goofs, but. The IMAX, Cinesphere. Uh, the Cinesphere, which is the coolest, unarguably coolest name for a movie theater. Um, it's, I think, the first IMAX theater in Canada. And I think it's still the largest IMAX screen mm. in yeah. the world, I think. It's fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, like, you go there and it's the planetarium of, like, yeah. you watch the space movies on it in the third grade. <laughs> it's so large that you have to have the curve of the dome to yes, see right, it. Like, right, that's exactly. kind of, it's it's... Nuts. It's a completely contained sphere. Yeah. yeah. It's cool as hell. The telephone. Alexander Graham Bell, mm-hmm. when he lived in, I want to say Antigonish? Inganish? One and of the Ganishes. I want to let you say it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. One of our many Ganishes. A Ganish of some kind in, in Nova Scotia. Egg cartons, which yes. I think is cute. How did we not have egg cartons before this? What were we doing? Just like, just fucking just raw them. handing eggs? All right. Yeah, just... <laughs> 
All right. Everyone had catcher's mitts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of broken eggs. Uh, similarly, garbage bags invented in 1950 in Ontario. What the fuck were we doing before that? Just out the window. Oh my god. <laughs> Nightmare. No, you, you, you know have trash they... receptacles, and I those guess. would just get filthy. Just I think. disgusting. Yeah. Okay, I love that. <laughs> you can trace all of these things to like disease starts <laughs> going down after these things are invented. You know. Yeah. Speaking of insulin, very famously, mm-hmm. uh, Banting Bell and or oh fuck, what are their names? I can't help. I can only remember Banting. Did we do penicillin too? Is that oh us? no, I didn't know penicillin was. I don't. I don't know if it is. Oh okay. I, oh, did we do it? Yeah. I don't know. Insulin for sure. Penicillin maybe, maybe not. I, I might be getting so. my. Cylinders confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, suck this, America. Baseball. Canadian uh, yeah, we invention. <laughs> we invented baseball and basketball. Yeah. Ooh. Suck shit. Sucks to suck, guys. <laughs> We're not good also, at I'm it. Sorry. But... I, 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 I'm so sorry. This is unnecessary. <laughs> um, I don't know what they're called because I don't have a penis, but the jockstrap cups, the, the cups that you wear in sports. Just cup? Okay. Yep. We like believe he's... in not getting your, your junk smashed. Yeah, and again, incredible that someone had to invent that, had to think, like, you know what I don't want to do? Obliterate my genitals. Good stuff. <laughs> Superman. Yep. Canadian co-creator. Instant Replay, invented for Hockey Night in Canada. Yes, in, like, was. the 70s, like, so late. <laughs> but Instant Replay, Canadian invention, because we had to argue about hockey. Back in my day, we just used our memories. <laughs> I sat with a pair of binoculars two inches from the TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, road lines is a Canadian invention, which again, there's just so much of Canada. It makes sense. We, we need all the roads. Like, yeah. We need to see where the road is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the one that I find the most charming, uh, Labradors, like the dog. Yep. Yep. Made in Labrador. Labrador. Yeah. <laughs> Newfoundland and Labrador. Labrador, the forgotten cousin of, of like Canadian regions. I think. Uh, who can, it's tucked away yeah, over there. Yeah. Up there? Over there? Yeah. Up and over. Around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Nice. Those are some Canadian things. You're welcome. So I personally, I know exactly which one I want to do because mm. I think it's the funniest one. I would want to take Hawaiian pizza okay. and make Sam Panopoulos, the inventor of Hawaiian pizza, famous mm. via movie. And okay. here's who I want to play them. I, I will post this as well. He has a weird resemblance when he was young to Sam Rockwell. Oh, so I yes. want Sam Rockwell to be the Greek guy who, like, you know, he stopped in Naples, I think, once and was like, oh, pizza is interesting. But at the time, like, Detroit was really the only place in the area you could go Ooh. to get pizza. Like, once he immigrated to Canada, he kind of bounced around a bunch. Um, and he lived in Chatham. <laughs> in uh, It's, like, halfway between kind of the border and London, basically. Yeah, which um, is, that's still Ontario. really close to, to Detroit. Very, so. yeah, like a two-hour drive easy, it's fine. Um, yeah, and so he was like, oh, we should have pizza. And he so he, he kind of, like, helped, you know, there were there were a couple chefs trying it for sure, but he helped make pizza more popular in Canada just in general. <laughs> and then, so he ran this restaurant, and he had hired, it, it was sort of like a mishmash, right? Because he's a, a Greek immigrant, like, yeah. he has Greek food, but he also wants to, like, serve American style food but he hired a Chinese cook to make Chinese dishes because there was also plenty of like Chinese immigration as well and so this sort of sweet and savory thing in in Chinese dishes he was like why wouldn't that work we have tomato sauce we have like you could get basically pepperoni or mushrooms or that was kind of it pizza was kind of boring at the time in in North America And, yeah, so that's where he got the pineapple on pizza bit. And he was like, there has to be a sweet thing, a savory thing, and it's a good um, it's a good mix in Chinese food. Why wouldn't it work on 
Yeah, and it, nice. he it's it was just like one of his personal favorites, so he kept making it, and and it sort of went from there. So I want I can't decide whether I want it to be like a thing that shows off Sam Rockwell's like comic chops. Or if or I like want it to be heavily dramatic, yeah, like an Oppenheimer level, like what hath I wrought, <laughs> like <laughs> change the course of pizza history forever with <laughs> Hawaiian pizza, and uh, Hawaiian. He really didn't think of uh, Hawaii while he was making it. It was just the brand of pineapples that he used. Oh. It's the name on the can is Hawaiian. Well, that answers a question I never knew the like I never knew why it was called that. Right. I mean, like, sure, pineapples, pineapple, but like, yeah. yeah. There's a big, like, tiki thing happening. You know, oh, like, people sure. are coming home from... Uh, this was 1962, by the way. Like, people had just come home from, like, the Pacific theater of war and yeah. were bringing, like, sort of Pacific Islander stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. I can go. see the, like, the opening of that movie as, like, uh, Sam Rockwell in old age makeup on the internet. Just, like, <laughs> seeing all the tweets and posts. About and, how he should be tried at the Hague. Uh, yeah. for just <laughs> sighing and then looking out the window and it flashes back. and yeah, It transitions out the window into, like, you know, 1950s London, Ontario and, like, a little honk honk car goes by. See all the parking lots. Mm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> classic the restaurant's still there by the way it's called the satellite restaurant another like weird holdover from the 60s where everything was space race themed it's like the atomic age of so yeah you can still go it's got a beautiful view of the thames apparently nice not we really just imported thames. all our shit from you i had a brief not that london like, what the not hell? that thames yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that's what i want so sam rockwell you can be our big american lead we can come in give you a canadian proficiency test uh, teach you how to say goof, and I don't know. I um, just, just who you, wants to do this? Something about how you were describing it just now. Just remember the phrase uh, that of, of describing Canada as the donkey engine of England. And uh, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> that means what it sounds like. We're just, we're just the donkey engine. We're, we're pulling England along with all of our natural resources and stuff. <laughs> right. um, anyway, just need uh, to get that out. Cute. I've got mine ready for you. Oh, please. All right. So, what do you want to do? Uh, let me give you the 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 setup here. Okay, I'm listening. Joseph Coyle is a newspaper man. He's in a hotel in, I believe, Yellowknife, Alaska-ish area. Okay. And he hears an argument between a hotel owner and a local farmer. It's 1911. The hotel owner is frustrated because the eggs he ordered from the farmer often arrived broken, since the <laughs> farmer just piled them all into one basket. <laughs> Cut to the summer. <laughs> Trailer voice. Uh, so uh, Joseph Coyle invented the Coyle Safety Egg Carton. Nice. Uh, which he took discards of his newspaper to create the initial uh, cartons that he it's handed. It's very pulp, pa- yeah. like paper-y. Yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah, recycled yeah. newspaper materials nice. that he made it out of. Um, okay. Over his life, he like creates the machinery, he expands his plants, and he dies at the age of 100. But he's like... Who creates the thing that is egg cartons forever for everybody. Uh, But you got like real basic three acts. First is like his invention and people like, you can't ignore your newspaper business, Joe. He's (laughs) like, but these egg cartons, Uh, there's some good comedy in there of like, why don't you just put them all in one basket? And like, but. You just hold up a dripping basket. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
But you can't. I've learned this from a very young age. I'm feeling afraid this is being invented. <laughs> oh my god. And I don't know why. I couldn't find anybody that really looked like Joseph Coyle, but I just mm. want to give the job to Bruce Greenwood. Because yes. I feel like he could pull off Newspaper Man very well. Sure, sure. I think he was an editor either at the time or he went on to become an editor, Joseph Coyle. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so, like, he has editor energy to me. Yes, very much. You can see him wearing the little glasses. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah very for much sure. Yeah. He is excellent dry delivery, too. And he is a very, funny. like amiable kind of approachable kind of attitude about him he's got perfect canadian energy where it is just like he's like pretty handsome but not in an uh, intimidating way and he's just like he's nice but not like sparkling yeah he plays a lot of those kinds of characters yeah yeah he could totally do it he is the perfect canadian there you go we're saying it we exported him (laughs) but he's still ours yeah claim him his name's Bruce. Come on, obviously. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Nice. And uh, I'm going to okay. call it The Friends of Joseph Coyle because of uh, there's a noir called The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Oh, God. <laughs> Starring Robert Mitchum, who doesn't look unlike Bruce Greenwood, which I think is what made me do this. Yeah, sure, sure. I can see that. Yep. Uh, nice. Yeah. So you're going like standard biopic, like, I, like again, trying for Oscar contender kind of thing. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Okay. It. it could swing that way, but I think there's something absurd about taking the seriousness of egg cartons <laughs> yeah. that is, like, yeah. it would be something like this, I think, except you'd try to, instead of framing it like a mockumentary, you frame it like a really serious period piece. Sure, the the period drama yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You can use it as an exploration of, like, what, 1911, God, what was, like, the gold rush is gone, you know, yeah. people, towns are starting to dry up, those that have stayed, like, what are they going to do with their lives? How are they going to make their mark? And the, the, Yeah, we put all our eggs in one basket is just going to be, like, everywhere for that exact type of thing of, like, ah, oh, we didn't get any gold, now we're broke. But luckily, I at least have oh, damn. my eggs. <laughs> that I've... Ah! Ah! <laughs> and that's called a theme. <laughs> wow, you're already, like, you flesh this out. And, like, this this has a vision. I love like it. Joseph Coyle, I take the safety of eggs very seriously. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Nick, are you having fun with the eggs? I just want to make sure you're having fun. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> That's got to go in the movie for no reason, and no one will understand why except Matt Johnson. <laughs> uh, That's for you, buddy. Wonderful. Good stuff. Thank Good you for that. Stuff. And now it's time for a segment I'm excited to bring to you. And how could we not? It's time for another edition of Location, Location, Location. Oh, nice. A Yay! movie about a location. <laughs> Let's do it. We all knew it was coming. The time has come to discuss the <laughs> this movie as a monument to Southern Ontario's <laughs> financial collapse. <laughs> Strap in, folks. So this is going to be like kind of a mini segment, but I just want to like highlight okay. some things I think is really interesting. This is a movie about basically... This doesn't show any of the aftermath of, of uh, Kitchener-Waterloo, but that town is now like... When I lived there, it was through this period and mostly afterward. Yeah. But... Uh, Kitchener-Waterloo is what it's actually called. Waterloo is just, like, the... the One richer... of the municipalities, yeah. I guess. Is but they're, that? like, yeah. intertwined cities. Yeah, yeah, it's a connected city. Um, there's, like, a lot of bad... When people describe, like, bad urban environments, that's <laughs> Kitchener to Waterloo is the rich people town. Yeah. So, the when uh, when Blackberry died, basically, that's what made... Kitchener kind of collapsed. Right. Because that's where all the factory workers were lived. Like, it was something insane. Like, 95% of the oh, yeah. town worked at 
Right. It's it's kind of played as like, oh, this poor one guy. But yeah. ship, shipping the building to China really was like, that's, that, yeah, completely cratered the town. And mirroring that, you have Hamilton, Ontario, or another place I grew up, which was a steel town that, again, kind of collapsed. So there's all these empty steel factories everywhere. Yeah. Which is where they shot most of this movie. Yeah. They, like, rented out an <laughs> empty ropes. steel factory and built sets all throughout it. So virtually every indoor shot you're seeing in this was shot in that one factory. In Hamilton. Yeah, in Hamilton. Which I think is, uh, neat. A little on the nose. Yes. But uh, Waterloo, let's talk about Waterloo. That was the original title for this movie. The working title was Waterloo. Oh, confusing. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so early on in the film, there's a little title card. Quote from Matt Johnson. Quote, early on in the film, there was a title card I had up and it was identifying the place. It said Waterloo, Canada. And Jay said to me, why are you saying Waterloo, Canada instead of Waterloo, Ontario? And I was like, do people know that Ontario is in Canada? And his response was, fuck them. Yeah, honestly, they do now, so who gives a fuck? And he made a great point. He was like, when you see a movie that takes place in Helsinki, they don't say Helsinki, Europe. Uh, that's true, anyway. yeah. It's not a perfect analogy, but it is correct. But a lot of what we were talking about, from Baruchel, here's another quote, we pre-censor ourselves. It's as if there's such a thing as being prohibitively fucking Canadian. And I'm not trying to do an impression of him. <laughs> I know it sounds like I have him this whole time. I just fall right in there. I know. It's just so, yeah. He's he's proto-Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's... Where it's very like, oh, but they won't know, so I won't make them learn. Fuck yes. that. Make them learn. Make them learn something yeah. about you. Be a goddamn ball silly over here. Yes. Get ball silly. She's very adamant to make sure everyone knows is not the pronunciation. Yes. But the thing that captured the internet's focus... Why do the vampires hang out? Oh my god! Oh my god! I totally forgot about this. How did I forget? <laughs> because what does it mean? What do it mean? What do it mean? Where the, where the vampires hang out? Why does he scream this sentence in the middle of a board meeting with the NHL? Get ready for a hostile takeover of this entire fucking league, okay? You fuck! You think I won't fucking do it? I'm from Waterloo, where the vampires hang out. So one of the first, I'm gonna just say like. This tech so anachronism here. Yes. This, this scene that happens with Balsley saying this takes place in 2007. I believe what I'm about to reference happens in like 2010. But I okay. mean, you can't pass this up. It's too good. Sure, sure. Do I just want to play the video? I th I mean, I think so because like there's no, it, it's sort of a man on the street type of, yes. of segment like uh, for a local news station. That right? went super viral. The first Canadian viral video I'm aware of. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it happened in 09. That's so early in like. Yeah, virality. Get, like this is a thing that got shared around on Facebook so much. Yeah. Facebook was like not new then, but it was no, still no. Yeah. like the only, like that and MySpace were the only two. It hadn't really been that long since you needed a university yeah. email to sign up for Facebook yeah so there's a, a place in Toronto called Young Dundas Square where they just do like men on the street interviews for news stuff sure. all the time uh, and I should remember the name of the outlet that's doing this but I can't remember anyway reporter comes up to a dude who uh well he starts out normal yes she starts out by on asking what what uh sir what's your name and then it would go into the news questions right and she asked like what's your name he said what's my name what's my name well let me tell you a little bit about myself and he goes into like I'm living in Toronto now, I'm from Waterloo, and he starts talking about the church and its, like, place in Canadian kind of... <laughs> culture? Culture? Yeah. Setup, government? I don't know. Uh, the video itself is, like, 11 minutes long or something like that. He doesn't let her say anything. No, he just, he just talks. But this is the part that is... 
he's talking about how he can't go back to Waterloo. Um, <laughs> and I'll just play, I've got about like a minute or so of this video. We'll, yeah. just, we'll just dump in here, but we'll listen to it live. Just get this up. I don't understand. You see, when you go like that, right, you have a cross, two sticks, right? And that's how I felt when I was in Waterloo. Because when I walked in Waterloo and smiled at people, they treated me like a vampire. They used the cross and they went like this by not smiling at me. In Toronto, hey, hi guys, you know me, Steve Spiros, easygoing. Those who know me, I'm a nobody. You understand? And you can't kill a person with no body. So why am I afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of the boogeyman. Who's the boogeyman? You figure it out. I'm getting out of here. I'm going back to Waterloo where the vampires hang out. And I'm going to wear my sunglasses that night. <laughs> and that's when the interview takes a turn. Uh-huh. Yes. He, he, that's, that's the veer. That's the... Ooh. Gonna go back to Waterloo, where the vampires hang out. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so. That's what that's about. That is the shorthand to all the Canadians. The audience to be like, "Oh, he's going over the cliff yeah. right here." <laughs> oh, he's crazy, crazy. <laughs> uh, oh God, I told. How did I forget about this? So excited. who's the boogeyman? You figure it out. I'm gonna get out of here. Is my favorite. Why am I afraid? I'm not afraid. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, but he does bring up some actual grievances with the church, which I don't think are wrong. No, I mean, that's <laughs> broken clock. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is the real, this is the perfect risk of man on the street segments. For oh my sure. God, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it <sighs> has stood the test of time. Its legacy stands to today. And that's another edition of Location, Location, Location. The most roundabout and funny of our location, location, location. And it's time for a new segment now, Erin. A new segment that we like to call Review Review. Re- uh, let me explain. Um, oh, wait. You know what's going to be good when no one understands the title. No, it's what you need to see. Re- review. Yes. Review. Uh, R-E-V-I-E-W. R-E-V-U-E. It's Review Review. <laughs> I don't know what theme song we're going to make for this, but yes. We'll, we'll find something. Or yes. you'll find something. Or I'll find something. It'll get found. What we're going to do is <laughs> just say, because there are some pretty funny people on Letterboxd where we log these uh, these movies. I'm just going to say some of our uh, favorite Letterboxd reviews Yeah, I'm assuming of most of these are going to be shit posts, but... Uh, yeah, yep. which is fair. And yeah. I think I've only got one today. You've got a few, I imagine. I have, I have like three, yeah. Okay, well, how about you start us off uh, with one of your favorite reviews here here's i'm, I'm doing it um one from user needzaya don't know how to pronounce that another massive w for the canadian cinematic renaissance as you were mentioning just a real just a real boom yep. for yeah you know, yep, yep. being just like fuck them they'll learn <laughs> they'll and learn the... about canada uh user john thanks john <laughs> i love seeing men fail <laughs> it's so. good to see and this, I think, is the most accurate shitpost review of the movie uh, from user Johnny. This movie is like if The Social Network was made by someone who has sex. I agree, nice. Johnny. <laughs> thanks for your thanks for your input. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Johnny was mine that I had chosen as well. Nice. So that's another first edition of Review <laughs> Review. <laughs> Yet another first edition. What? <laughs> and now it's time for us to give our final thoughts on... 
Canadian treasure blackberry. Indeed. Would you take us away? Let us know anything that I that we missed talking about. Anything you want to like hit before we wrap up? I think it really is just the uh, the stuff that we already said, which I feel like is always what I say in our final thought segment of like this movie is such a good, like not ham handed. I'm just thinking about pineapple on pizza again. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking about ham hocks. So <laughs> ham fisted, I think is what I yes, mean that's to what say. You mean. Yes. Look at. I don't know, the, the the invention of things is so often, like, glorified and, like, mm. it's this perfect inspirational moment in human history. And it's got all these usually weird, like, white guy genius stuff to it. <laughs> in this, it really is just, like, someone who was really good at something met another guy who was really good at another thing. And they just happened to both work together well. Mm. And they both, like, <laughs> you know, Lazaridis, not by choice, but gave Balsali the space to do his thing really mm. well. Balsali, more by, by choice, did give Lazaridis the room to do his thing really well until it sort of, you know, all fell apart. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just the the what could have been, almost, mm. of the... Like, why why can't you just be content with inventing something... In, like, that? literally, he's, he's not wrong. Like, in a pitch meeting later on he goes i invented this whole product class yeah like there's the the smartphone like he invented the smartphone for all intents and purposes but then he was working with this guy that was like more 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 that's never enough yeah. like people start coming in to crush the life out of like the people who were inventing miraculous things perfectly <laughs> fine on their own there just wasn't enough profit to be like milked out of it and more, 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 always, always, always. You couldn't just, like, retire gracefully on what you had. And uh, and that being the legacy of it is so shitty. It's just a, like, oh, this could have been such a nice story. A very <laughs> Canadian story to just be like, okay, thanks for your time and attention. We'll retire incredibly rich. Couldn't do that. No, no. no. Be a Doug in a world of Lazaridis. Absolutely. I love that they kind of blew up a spot at the end. They're, like, secretly one of the richest men in the world. Not secretly anymore. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Just this, like, always more, more, more. Uh, yeah. this, we're recording this on Labor Day weekend, so this feels good. Of like, oh, just, yeah. just let your employees do what they're good at. I don't know. It yeah, leave them the hell alone. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's a real. You know, things were going perfectly well, but perfectly well is not acceptable. Mm. Good enough. Yeah, is, is the enemy of yeah. humanity. I yeah, think it says. yeah. <laughs> which is funny because it's almost the reverse here, which is like good enough. Of a, you know, he wants a perfect product because mm. that's his, that's what his brain is like geared to do. And yeah. that's, he's willing to sacrifice profit and, and, you know, conventional business thinking to do it. Um, but that's not uh, the law of the land. Yeah. Yeah. The Just, land of Southern Ontario. <laughs> Waterloo, Canada. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, yeah. So that's my final thoughts. It's just like a really interesting look at it's just kind of venture capital stuff. Weirdly, like before, before that yeah, really took off as of. an industry, yeah. VC guys, and and that like very, very just anti-human. I've, I've wanted to call uh, uh, fucking Balsley a, a venture capitalist the whole time, but he's not. He's just an executive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And venture capitalists are just like one more step removed then, and therefore less human. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, <laughs> one more step alienated from the thing they want to take control of. Yeah. 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 So that's that's mine. It's just like uh the thing that made it thrive was you you wanted it and then you wanted to crush the life out of it and you yep. can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. Yeah. That's right. 
What about you? Well, for me, it's like the the journey of Lazaridis is like the the whole movie in my mind. Mm-hmm. So Bear Shell, doing it, love it. Jay. Uh, like it's a story of watching a man compromise his principles in order to make money. Mm. Like it's just literally. Faustian bargain shit. Yep. Uh, whereas Bulsley is pure ego. He keeps saying it, bowling pin knocking, or bowling ball knocking down the bowling pins. Yep. Uh, and it is a lot of fun to watch him spiral, though, so it's good. Um, <laughs> he spirals so well. It, yeah. It also does a, this movie does a great job of distilling how all quote-unquote successful businessmen are just a flavor of con man. <laughs> like they don't do anything. Yeah, Bosley doesn't they do sell. anything in yeah, this movie. <laughs> he doesn't produce the Blackberry. Yeah. yeah. He flies planes around and watches hockey. Uh the so this is I'm going hard on my principles here of them all being frauds. Uh <laughs> which comes around to Mike again because where we leave his journey is he's just trying to become Steve Jobs because he sees that's what success is. Yeah. And it just compromises all of his principles to get there. So it's just about a guy becoming so corrupted by what he sees as the path to make money and be successful Mm. that I think is just, like, that is, it's not understated. It's quite stated by the fact that he's wearing a black turtleneck and repeating (laughs) Steve Job lines in this movie. But it's not like beating you, again, yeah, not ham-fisted. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of where I am at with this here movie so our final segment today will be taking blackberry and double billing it with something artier or trashier yeah so uh once again i will let you take it away thank you so much this podcast is so feminist i always (laughs) well gotta make up for the movie that women didn't exist in the (laughs) universe of blackberry fair enough um i'm gonna take a movie that uh, is probably viewed as artier in only one sense um (laughs) Blackberry is fun. It's very watchable. Mm. It's about like a, you know, it's this biopic type of thing that's very like just consumable yeah. in that way. Um, but it's really well done. <laughs> oh, I did it! <laughs> I hook up. Comedic hiccup. Oh gosh, I came out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna pair it with a much older movie that also deals with like someone, uh, you know, their their industry that they're in sort suddenly spiraling out of control and suddenly being like one worker is not you you are under like more and more pressure and more and more pressure um i'm gonna go with modern times by charlie chaplin because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the sort of inciting incident is you know he starts working at a factory um it's very like industrial society is the devil and, yep. um <laughs> it's it's very the, the machine just starts speeding up and that he actually goes insane because he's like, clearly I'm supposed to work here, but I can't do the work that I was hired to do. Like, yeah. I, I can't do this work anymore. So he just loses his mind and yep. goes to jail, <laughs> um, which is really more consequences than either Balsley or Lazarus, I think, ever face. That's correct. Which is insane. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's uh, it's this, you know, the system will grind you down, but it is also just a, like, fundamentally you're just a person trying to do a job. If you like that job, hey, even better. Why, why change the, you know, why change the thing and put that worker under more and more pressure that they're never going to yeah. see the results of? It's, we all know why, but that's, <laughs> that's the movie. And it is, you know, it's in black and white and it's like old so but it's it's not arts it's very cute and fun yes, in the same way very, very watchable yeah it's like a live action cartoon <laughs> so i'm gonna pair this with uh with that for if you if you like blackberry and you like this very 
I don't want to say very formulaic, but just like totally watchable, very easy mm. to follow type of thing. Um, some gags in both. <laughs> watch Modern Times if you haven't already. Please. And if you haven't seen Blackberry yet, regardless of if you like Modern Times, watch Blackberry. Yeah, watch all of those. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, for me, I, uh, I'm i kind of using Blackberry as my trashy pick as well, because it's, like you say, it is just like, here is the, the package that these movies exist in, here you go. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pairing it with something that's an even more independent, even smaller uh, I guess you'd call it auteury kind of thing. Mm, okay. Thinking about characters being frauds, like, damn the consequences, I'm just going to do the thing that takes me on the path to money. I'll do whatever I got to do, even reinvent myself uh, if mm. need be. Puts me in the mind. Like, I have not been able to think about this movie paired with this movie for quite a okay. few weeks. Even before we said we were going to do this on the pod, it made me think of this movie, which <laughs> okay. is from 1989, Chameleon Street. Which is written, directed, oh. produced, and starring Wendell B. Harris. Yes, totally. Oh, which, what a great movie. Yeah, which, like, funny timing on this. This was a really hard movie to track down, and I think it just had, a, like, a physical media release for the first time. Oh, ever, yeah? Like, two weeks ago, something like that. Nice. Um, but the rundown on this is uh, William Douglas Street. is a He was a real person. Yeah. Uh, he's bored in his life. He's working for his father, which is annoying him. His wife is constantly hounding him for more money, and he's had it. <laughs> so his solution is to literally reinvent himself. He becomes a chameleon. If you will. If you will. Uh, taking on whatever role suits his situation. He's called a social chameleon. Mm. Uh, he impersonated reporters, doctors, lawyers, anyone he feels he needs to be in the moment and can earn money doing it. Right. This isn't a case of like he's doing it to like get in and out of crime situations. He's literally faking his way into having Jobs. this job yeah so he is famous for having no medical training whatsoever and performing 36 successful hysterectomies oh my god um i they're probably not good but he How did successful yeah, yeah. they I didn't die ones, yeah, the person didn't die and not bad it was just, they, they were hysterected uh yeah but it is a like yes really like this this setup sounds really simple like on paper it sounds like catch me if you can but it's way more <laughs> yeah. of an experimental kind of telling of the story. Like it's, there's loads yes. of voiceover and playing with time. Um, it's very, you know, if this person who is proven to be a liar, we're mm. telling you that, well, I guess that also just sounds like Catch Me If You Can, but it's much more like the approach of piecing the movie together yeah. like as, a, as a piece of art is, is much more experimental, yeah. And the result is it's this like dreamlike surreal thing where it very much feels like fly on the wall to me, at least as you're watching. Sort um, of, yeah. You never know the whole story. Yeah, it's just yeah. somebody telling you their version of the story. Yeah. So it feels almost like the antithesis of Blackberry's style in that way but i the core of it like reinvent yourself to become a psychopathic capitalist at any cost <laughs> that just lines up right up for me yep there you uh, go harris is not in a lot of stuff i wish he was in more mm, things like yeah. i think the thing he would be most famous for is in he's out of sight like he's the fbi director oh in right right um, right 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 okay yeah nice. like he's primarily a theater guy i think oh, um, okay but he like he's incredible in this movie yeah he's um, super good Another case of uh, just did one movie and then it didn't become hyper successful. Yeah. So he's like, okay, all done. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he is so good at playing a like dead behind the eyes psychopath, like switching it on and off in yeah. in a single scene, which is great. Yeah. And it feels like Howerton's performance of like, I deserve everything. Give it all to me. I'm doing it all. Never a thought of like, is this okay? Yeah. Or yeah, it's just like, well. You've all told me that money was important, yeah. so here I am. Are so you I've proud of me for doing that? Come decided, on. and I'll be the best at it. Yeah. 
damn the consequences. <laughs> so yeah, going with Chameleon Street. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Great excuse to talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> you didn't think I could get more independent than Canadian independent movie. Well, listen Jokes up. Jokes on you, <laughs> sucker. I love well, it. we did it. I think this is our most segment-filled episode yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We just love it. I, I love segments. It's rich. Yeah. So I'm going to go away and it's think about more segments rich. now. Uh, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us on Letterboxd, Blue Sky, Instagram, uh, yes. On Instagram is GartbidgePod. I think it's just some variation of our names on the other platforms. I'm bad at the promotional aspect. But... <laughs> I don't think we actually have a blue sky yet, so we'll get on that. Yeah, That's sure. fine. Just Wait. hang out. Chill the fuck out, guys. Yeah. I don't gotta make everything productive. We just railed again. Get <laughs> off your phone! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Stay off your phone until the next episode. Where I hope you'll join us for another pile of garbage. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 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 He- hello? You have a collect call from... What the fuck is happening? Will you accept the charges? Are you still there? Yeah, yes. I, I accept. Thank you. Mike? Hi.